I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Today, let me speak to the governor... Governor Gary Herbert spends one hour answering your questions. Call 801-575-8255. Live from the studios of KSL News Radio in Salt Lake City, it's Let Me Speak to the Governor. For those who are just joining us, I'm Doug Wright hosting the program today here at KSL. We appreciate the governor joining us here in our new studios. And uh, we have a lot of folks who are asking some questions. We want to revisit the tax issue, too, because a lot of the texts and so on that we are getting is regarding this broadening the base and tax reform in the state. But before we do, uh, we had Ken, who was waiting on the line, and unfortunately he uh, lost contact with us but said he would be listening, and he was from the Salt Lake City area. And he was asking if the governor would address why Utah, speaking of taxes, is one of only 13 states that will tax Social Security and whether or not that's going to change in the reform. Well, everything's on the table. You know, we're concerned about taxing not only just Social Security, but we have higher income people that uh, come to Utah and have a higher tax obligation uh, than what they would have in other states. We have veterans that come and retire in Utah and have a higher tax obligation they have in Utah. So all those things need to be considered as an overall tax policy. And this is not a set it once and forget it. This is uh, always a work in progress because the marketplace changes and the demands of the marketplace and what we ask out of government for for providing core services is going to be unique uh, to each individual state. So uh, that hence the need for tax reform, tax modernization. Um, and I, I don't know that Social Security is going to be changed or modified at all. Um, but we, we or a state doesn't have a gross receipts tax, too. You know, so you can go to Nevada. They don't tax Social Security, but they have a gross receipts tax for business, which means it's a lot less business friendly. So their economy is not as diverse or as healthy as ours in Utah. So, you know, it's kind of like whack-a-mole. You can take it in here, put it out there. We're trying to find the right position for the moles to make sure we have the optimal uh, tax policy for Utah, for its its demographics and for our ability to grow the economy. At the end of the day, that really is what it's about. It's about can we have a sustainable, growing, healthy economy, which really is the goose laying the golden eggs. KSL Talk is our number, 575-8255. And if you have a question for Governor Herbert, we have about another 20 minutes on the program, so we're going to move quickly. There were a few things, Governor, that uh, we have received texts on, and also we have talked about uh, during the break here, a few things, again, to perhaps answer some of the questions that are floating out there on this very movable target right now, which is tax reform. What do you want the folks to really know? 
Well, it's it's a work in progress. This is going to be an evolution. Uh, again, everything's on the table. That's where you start. That's fair. And then we'll see what's politically possible to be done. And people will have arguments about, well, this tax isn't good or right for me. For example, we've heard the realtors and those involved in real estate, the home builders, et cetera, say, you know, we already pay a property tax every year. And so for you to add more cost, maybe it will hurt us when it comes to, in fact, uh, affordable housing. Now, that actually is a separate issue, affordable housing, because of zoning in cities, impact fees that are maybe out of control, a lot of things that go into supply and demand and rising costs of housing. But that being said, to have a 2% you know, or a 3% uh, cost on a sale of a $300,000 home would be quite expensive, uh, a, a big tax. So under the proposal we have is a 0.075% transfer tax, which on a $300,000 home will be about $275. Just be part of your closing costs. But that's a part of getting everybody to contribute in a fair way of the economy to help us pay for the costs of government services. And again, if we broaden the base and lower the rate, the obligation will be less. I think you've talked about your mother. She's a yeah, she, she she's retired, has been for some time, is 90 years of age. And I've noticed more and more uh, that her expenses are uh, yeah. driven by services that more, she buys. More services. Right. Again, uh, the uh, we have, for those who are going to be retired, we think there will be a, a, a slight reduction of their overall tax liability. And part of that's because we also, in addition to this, we've expanded the retirement tax credit which applies to those who are retirement, older Utahns, so they all get some compensation here and save money in other areas. So, again, you might have an increase here on this service or that service, but a significant reduction in other areas so that you add the pluses and the minuses, you'll have a net loss as far as your obligation. I do remember, too, it just comes to me that one fellow may have been asking about his retirement. He's going to put money right. into retirement. Your retirement funds are not going to be taxed any more than they already currently are. But those who sell you the commission where a stockbroker or financial advisor would charge you, uh, that service may be taxed uh, at, at 2 or 3%. Uh, not a lot of money, but a little bit. And, and, and we, don't, we don't want to tax your investment portfolio itself so that you'll get less when you mm-hmm. withdraw the money from your, and, and utilize it in your retirement years. What about medical? Everybody's so concerned about the cost of medical services, prescription drugs, uh, everything associated with our health and well-being. How is this going to affect that? Well, again, we are very concerned about health care and the rising cost of health care. In fact, we're one of the few states actually trying to address the cost of health care, not just who's going to pay for it which is what the Affordable Care Act, it doesn't address the rising cost of health care at all. It just says, well, we're going to have somebody else pay for it. Uh, we in Utah are actually trying to address the cost as well as providing uh, opportunities to have access to whether it be Medicaid or Medicare or uh, insurance. And so the, the proposal on the table right now is that we won't ta- tax the health care services, but you will have a 1% tax on your uh, medical insurance uh, premium. So the, if you pay $500 a month, you'll pay $5, $550 a month, a 1% increase. Or was, what is 1%? Is that, it's $5. $5, it's $5. Yeah. I'm thinking 10%. I'm thinking tithing here. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so it, your, your premium for your insurance would go from $500 to $505. 
And uh, that every way, again, everybody's contributing, and that's fair across the board. And by doing that, broadening the base, we can then lower the rate significantly, and the same person paying on the insurance will actually pay less in taxes over their year than they paid last year. Let's take another phone call. We've had uh, Lindsay waiting on the line from Layton. And, Lindsay, your question for Governor Herbert. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity to ask you a question, Governor. Thank you, Lindsay. Um, my, my question is, with regard to the, the tech sector, the tech sector is a really important part of Utah's economy with Silicon Slopes and all the things that are happening down in, in the Lehigh area. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wondered what uh, steps are being taken this legislative session to make sure that um, we're, we're training workers who are able to take these jobs, because I, I know there's a shortage of, of people who understand computer science and uh and there's been a, a real push to to have more courses in public schools and and up to the higher education level. I just wondered what what is taking place this session. Well, thank you. It really is an important and growing sector of our economy. One of the areas that's growing the fastest. For example, across the country, we create about five hundred thousand jobs per year that need computer science uh, education and training. And yet we're only graduating about 50,000, so about 10% of the needs being filled. I just came from a National Governors Association conference, and and one of the presentations talked about we've got to, in fact, improve our education system, streamline it, not just four-year university degrees, but two-year associate degrees, uh, technical college certificates, particularly emphasizing, as you've mentioned, computer science and technology. And we have a two-year associate degree, for example, at Utah Valley University that you started about $75,000 a year plus benefits after two years. Very good jobs with very much great upside potential to improve that opportunity in the marketplace. We have put together about $70 million on creating a STEM education center and emphasizing STEM education, science, technology, engineering, math. We put in the budget uh, recommendations here a mandatory uh, to, that all school districts provide as an option for students, but, a, the, but mandatory for the schools to provide uh, computer science education classes in middle school. So all 41 of our school districts should have that available for students, which we would certainly recommend that they take. And it now considers it passes as part of our math criteria in order for graduation. So a lot of emphasis in the state of Utah Interesting is we had the presentation. A lot of states were nodding their heads saying that's something we ought to try. It was it was uh, heartwarming for me to be able to say we're already doing it. So we're ahead of the curve in many ways in, in technology, and uh, that's why we have Silicon Slopes. And uh, the fact that it's we had 25,000 people come to our, our fourth annual Silicon Slopes conference that I spoke to. Started out at about 4,000. Now we're up to 25,000. Boy, we have become the center of the universe when it comes to technology and the technology explosion with the hub of that being in, at Silicon Slopes. You're listening to Let Me Speak to the Governor here at KSL News Radio. We'll take a, a brief break. We will come back and talk more with the governor. We'll take another phone call this time from Grantsville. That'll be coming up next. And also we'll talk with Mark, who has a question about the uh, quality of our air. All here on Let Me Speak to the Governor. 